Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey there, and welcome to your Utah. This is Taylor Powers here with Ethan Millard bringing you all things on the Wasatch Front. And today we've got an episode that is all about the springtime that we have arrived upon. That's right. It's uh, it's the time of year when the skiing industry kind of ramps down. Well, no, I don't want to say ramps down because, look, we all know the winter is going to end. The ski season is going to end. But Utah resorts, they always go out with a with a bang. Yeah, you know, the, they kind of ramp up. Yeah, the ski season doesn't fade away. Mm-mm. It, like, blows up. Yeah. It detonates <laughs> at the very, very end. And all those people that didn't want to do all the intense winter storm skiing, you know, trying to get fresh powder, and they're, they're waiting for the sunshine, waiting for oh, the yeah. spring skiing. Now's the time to go and find all those deals. Uh, that's absolutely right. And skiing, ski, uh, spring skiing... <laughs> tongue twister suddenly spring skiing is great for the weather there are a couple of things that you got to kind of watch out for it can be super icy in the morning Mm -hmm. because you know it'll still freeze up there then they'll you know they the groomers will come down and they'll groom the slush into that corduroy Mm -hmm. and then that'll freeze overnight so when you get there in the morning the trick is is to ski where the sun is Mm -hmm. so when you get there in the morning look to see where the sun's hitting which runs have gotten sun in the morning and hit those because those are those are going to be real nice in the morning they'll melt yeah give the shady side a little time Mm -hmm. Uh, otherwise i mean it could be like legit that corduroy can be legitimately dangerous oh yeah but you know you're up there for the sun anyway so It's it's very very cool. Usually, oftentimes, I've noticed spring skiing days are a little bit short. Yeah, they usually are because by the end of the day, when the sun has been beating on it all day long, it just turns into slush. Yeah, you're you're skiing in a slushy, <laughs> yeah. and it's not so fun. Yeah, it's oftentimes yeah. a lot slower. Can you know? spray water behind you. Yeah, and depending on the you know the condition of your skis or your board, it can be right slow mm-hmm. skiing. And normal seasons, I would say, you know, be aware of any exposure for rocks and dirt. Yeah. I I have a feeling that's not going to be an issue this spring. No, we've had a lot of snow, Mm -hmm. a lot of snow, and even a lot of late snow. Even just in the last uh, couple weeks, we've gotten a lot of snow. So that's very, very good. Let's talk a little bit, though, about what's going on up in Park City. Yeah, so Park City is on its 10th annual Spring Groove Festival. And if you're looking this up, don't make the mistake that I did and spell groove in the English the way. Normal way. <laughs> this is uh, spring G R U V. So if you're mm-hmm. going to Google this, but it looks like it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a 21 day long festival full of music and pond skimming contests, um, like various activities for kids, food, drinks, concerts. Uh, seems like they got it all, and they're pretty amped on it. 
Uh, it's going on right now. It started a couple of days ago on the 25th, but it mm-hmm. runs through April 9th. And it's at the end. I think on, I want to say on April 8th is when the pond skimming, the major pond oh, skimming contest is. Yes. And here's something that's interesting. So you do a little bit of homework on this because I just discovered that the pond skimming contest is taking place up at uh, Mid Mountain. Yeah. So you have to have a, a um... yeah. A gondola ticket to you get up there. Got to be able to get up there. So you've got a gondola ticket or a pass. But uh, the good news is you could, you know, if you're willing to pay for that or if you've got someone who's going to, you know, can give you their free ticket or maybe someone you know has got a pass they can, uh, you know, like a free mm-hmm. pass or something, then um, you can get up there and not have to be on skis. Yeah, you know, yeah. Right up there. And that's – you said Mid-Mountain. That's at Red Pine Lodge, right? right. So it's actually April 1st. Oh, is it April 1st? Okay. Yes, April 1st at noon at Red Pine Lodge. April Fool's Day, that seems like an appropriate event yeah. for April Fool's Day. And for the pond skimming contest, if you're not familiar, you're, you're supposed to dress up. The funkier, the better, they say. Now, if you're not familiar with pond skimming uh, and skiing, you should look it up. It's really fun. They're, you're going to find a ton of videos and things online. Basically, they set up an enormous pond. It's just all man-made. Mm-hmm. They lay down some plastic, and they have this big, giant pond. It can be, you know— a few hundred feet long, and you ski down above it and then skim across the water. Mm -hmm. It's very cool. On your skis, you know, whatever. Sometimes they have a jump set up, so then you land in the – Yeah, a kicker so that you – you know, land in the water. I've only seen one in live action, and it was it was incredible to watch. Yeah, they come down on the costumes, and everything yeah. like that, and then go in the water, and mm-hmm. it seems like a, a huge amount of fun. And that is that is a classic, classic end of season event. Mm-hmm. They do pond skimming all across the world at it's, ski resorts. It's a you know a language saying spring has arrived. Yes, that's absolutely mm-hmm. right. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Let's grab a quick break. And then when we come back, let's review what the closing dates are Mm -hmm. for some of the different resorts, the anticipated closing dates, because sometimes it can be fluid, especially years like this year where we got some late season snow. Mm -hmm. So that can kind of move a little bit, but we'll tell you what is listed now for the different resorts. And then also we'll talk a little bit about what it's like to be there on the last day. Sometimes the last day is a really good day to hit your favorite resort. We'll talk about it when we come back. Welcome back to Your Utah. I'm Ethan Millard here with Taylor Powers. This is the end of season episode. We're covering the final, final drawdown of the 2016-2017 ski season, which has been huge here in the state of Utah. Very mm-hmm. successful. A lot of people coming in from all over the world. Some great snow, which we needed. You know, we've had some rough years yeah. lately. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know the ski resorts went real big this year and had a lot of success. So, uh, get out and enjoy some spring skiing. Taylor, I've got a list of the anticipated closing dates. So these are posted by Ski Utah this week. And pretty much everyone is closing in early to mid-April. Mm-hmm. Uh, the earliest are Beaver, Eagle Point, and Sundance. They're all closing April 2nd. Oh, so that's wow. That's, yeah, next weekend. Next week. Or yeah. this weekend. Yeah, this weekend, yeah. yeah. So this weekend's it for them. Uh, a little bit, uh, a couple days later, you've got Powder Mountain closing on the 9th. Everything else is scheduled to close on the 16th with one exception. 
and that snowbird who still hasn't set their end date. But that's classic snowbird. Oh, yeah. They're not going to set it until probably June or July. Yeah, they'll ski. They might have a lift running into July, and that's mm-hmm. not unheard of. And they that's kind of, for them, it's like a reputation thing. Yeah, especially know? with this kind of season that we've had, the yeah. amount of snow that's on their mountain. They can keep it going all the way until Oktoberfest. Well, yeah. Cause, I mean, they, all they have to do is they keep a lift running. You know, up there for skiing, yeah. and then they claim it as a ski day. Yeah. And then they market that, you know. We had this many more ski days than anyone else. Yeah. So that's that's kind of their thing. Mm-hmm. But I I like it. It's it's not a trick. You really can't get up there for some cool spring skiing a lot mm-hmm. later than the other resorts. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that is their that is their thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so coming right up, just in the next couple of weeks, everything's going to be winding down except Snowbird. Uh, tell us your experience, though, with last day riding. Closing days. Yeah. It's a huge party. Everyone dresses up in ridiculous outfits, whether it's, you know, depending on the weather, if they're in their bathing suit or in a chicken suit or, you know, mm-hmm. you just you don't go dressed in normal apparel. Chicken suit. Is that your <laughs> go to last day attire? No, I usually dress 80s. Oh, and so and 80s neon, skier, yeah. stuff like mm-hmm. that. Very cool. Um, you know, some glasses, a headband, suspenders, yeah. bright colors. And this is, uh, you're describing Brighton. Brighton's kind of your place, right? Brighton is my place. But I came from Colorado and, well, and before that, California. And it seems like it's it's everywhere does this kind of closing day tradition. Yeah. Um, well, it's that, a culture. That, yes. And that's kind of the cool thing. It's what I always loved about the ski industry mm-hmm. is... People just know how to have fun. Yeah. I mean, even though it's work, they're also having a blast. Oh, yeah, definitely. And they're just, you know, the, the, the kind of people that would be attracted to that kind of an industry. So mm-hmm. they're a very good company always. Yeah. And uh, so that's very cool. So if you've got a favorite resort, hit them up on the last day. Yeah. And then Brighton does a non-disclosed huge event up on the mountain closing day around 4 p.m. or so. Uh, they'll kind of tell you where it is. Once you get there, you start talking to people that know where it is, where right. it's, it's going to be. But it's up at the top of the mountain, and they have someone brings a boombox and tons of you know I don't know drinks and various other props, and uh, and they'll have kind of like a catwalk, but for but for skiers and snowboarders. Oh, cool! Like <laughs> a weird fashion show. Yeah, <laughs> like a fashion show slash dance contest and tricks. So they'll just—it's just a wild event, and you watch people look like idiots but have a lot of fun, and you can participate. That's awesome. <laughs> and there's no judgment. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And then usually the parking area, the main parking area, is is also just a party. People have camped out. They've got camp chairs and fires and, you know, they've got a Cooking food. corn cornhole and frisbee football. It's like a beach. It's yeah. actually a beach that's on the cool. last day. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, that's kind of the cool thing about some of the smaller, more local-oriented resorts mm-hmm. is they can do stuff like that. Yeah. Because I feel like they're going to have a level of cultural and corporate flexibility that you might not exactly. find at kind of some of the Park more... City. <laughs> Without naming names. <laughs> Without naming names. <laughs> Some of the more, you know, international conglomerate corporate style yeah. uh, skiing. Uh-huh. So it's, no, yeah, uh, it's much more lenient at Brighton, and I would assume Snow Basin has a similar yeah. similar kind of culture. Uh, something I should mention <clears throat> uh, before we wrap up, and that is uh, UTA is closing down its ski bus service on April 8th. Right. 
So if you rely on the ski bus to get up and down from your favorite resort, mm-hmm. then you're going to want to make sure that you take advantage of that. Because after April 8th, even if your resort's still open, you're going to be on your own for a ride. Mm-hmm. So because UTA is not going to not going to take you there after April. No. Nope. So that's an important date. Also, uh, some of the resorts are closing down their night skiing. I know Brighton closes down their night skiing April 8th. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just because. Yeah. Just too, the conditions just too bad, too poor overnight. And which, if you are interested in getting some night skiing in, they've dropped their night prices to $25. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. So final final opportunity to do some night skiing, Mm -hmm. ride the ski bus, Mm -hmm. and then we wrap it up for the year. Yeah, that's it. Not bad. So sad. Yeah, it is sad. (laughs) But, you know, it always comes back. Next next, uh, November, we'll start opening them back up again. Mm -hmm. And we'll be in full force. Yep. All right. Well, that's all we have to offer for today. Um, We hope that you enjoyed this episode and get out there and enjoy your Utah.